Stocks have moved up and small caps with them. Should you buy in? Here's what matters. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin. And I'm Robert Sarenbetz. And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, share insights from the multi-asset solutions team, what we think matters as we manage investment solutions. That includes Mainstay's Income Builder Fund, as well as individual solutions for our partners. Yeah, and by sharing these perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everybody. It's the week of June 22nd, 2020, and today we're going to talk about small caps. Small caps are pretty interesting. Their performance recently has been in par or better than what we've seen in the broader stock market. Yeah, so if you missed it, we talked about the stages of the recent uptick or frenzied rally in stocks in last week's episode. So head back to that if you want a refresher. But you're right, Robert. Small caps are a fascinating manifestation of the last economic cycle, uh, vulnerability to COVID, participation in the latest rally, so many interesting storylines coming together in one asset class. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about the most recent part of this interesting manifestation in small caps, and that's the fact that small caps have started doing really, really well. And that's not unusual during a cyclical rally or right after a recession, which was demarcated just for the first time from the NBER. And so other asset classes like emerging markets, value, small caps, all these things tend to do well when the market narrative is centered around improving global growth. Okay, that's my first qualm with the small cap story. So the reasons that small caps do well when the economy is entering a new expansion may have faded away. Okay, that makes sense to me. And that's because the idea behind small caps and any new economic cycle is that they're not as tied to interest rates or other macroeconomic factors that might help them grow. And they can be more flexible. Um, So when the macroeconomics bad, smaller companies can be nimble in the ways that they come out of the recession and they can benefit from mergers and acquisitions as well. Yes. So that's the traditional perspective. But in the last economic cycle, those things stopped being true, or at least in part. Interest Mm. rates have been really low, and so small caps took on more leverage, and suddenly they're more reliant on macroeconomic factors like interest rates. They're also less flexible in their capital structure with all that debt. And if you add that small caps were facing lower profitability to begin with, then these companies are going to have less cushion against shocks like trade wars or, I don't know, a global pandemic. Oh, yeah, there's lots of shocks out there. And actually, I have a favorite statistic, and we've talked about this before, but at the start of 2020, about a third of small cap companies weren't turning a profit. They weren't making money after they've had all their sales and all their revenues. Um, And that was before COVID hit. Yeah. So if you add a couple of months where there's zero revenues or very few revenues, very few sales, then smaller companies aren't going to be well positioned to outperform as this cycle improves. They didn't have any administrative overhang either. So just there's no fat to trim. There's not a whole lot they can do. Yeah. So when I look at that recent rally, which has included investor enthusiasm for So many of these asset classes that were really vulnerable to COVID, the fundamentals that we're talking about just 
don't make it sound like small caps are a durable opportunity. That's a perfect spot to add our portfolio pause, a section in the program where we share an investment idea. It's probably no secret that we're not too hyped on small caps for this investment idea. Well, not so fast. So small caps have a few things in their favor. They have lower valuations. And if the virus is really behind us and the economic upswing and stock market upswing that we're seeing is durable, then small caps can survive, maybe even thrive. Yeah, lower valuations is a really good argument. And it suggests that there's probably more upside. But I think that that's a super risky call. To believe in small cap outperformance, you'd have to believe in really strong economic growth, a sustained equity market rally moving forward, and a lot of merger and acquisition activity, as well as low interest rates for a very long period of time moving forward. And this all is foreseeable at some point in the future. But at these valuations with so much uncertainty, I'm just not buying it. Okay, that's a good way to put it um, and a good point. Small caps could be a part of your investment allocation, but it depends heavily on your risk tolerance. So if you see, as we do, too many risks in the short term to call the current rally, both in general and in terms of small caps, durable, then maybe this isn't as good of an idea. So it's a short-term trade at best, and the fundamentals point to some pretty serious potential trouble. Right. So if you're feeling good about the economic data and you think we're on our way to a V-shaped recovery, then not only should you be adding a little bit of equity exposure, but it also makes sense to shift the underlying positions, um, not just at the top, but um, your holdings to more undervalued securities, including small caps and probably even some international equity. Both of these asset classes tend to be more cyclical and also tend to be more value-oriented. This is a great time to plug that we're going to explore the types of things you're talking about, Robert, in our upcoming outlook, the mid-year outlook, which is coming out in just a couple of weeks. Uh, It's going to be so great. But maybe we should, before we brag more about our outlook, maybe we should add to the flip side of this argument, which is what do you do if you don't buy that V-shaped recovery? Yeah. So if you're you're concerned about the V-shaped recovery and you think we'll have it more of a U or an L or a Y or a square root or whatever (laughs) shape that isn't a V, um, then you would focus more on strong profitability, stable balance sheets, more prudent ways to think about your equity exposure. Yeah. But again, not small caps. Yeah. So in that case, not small caps. Uh, Sentiment-based rallies like the one we're seeing tend to give us an opportunity to take profits and redistribute those gains to some more COVID-resilient business models. And that means in many cases, more defensive sectors. Coming up next, our podcasts are going to look a little bit different for the next couple of weeks. And that's because it's outlook season. Yes. Next week, while we hope you guys are all having a wonderful 4th of July holiday in the U.S. or the beginning of summer elsewhere, we're going to be wrapping up our mid-year outlook. That means we'll be sharing some special episodes that are a little different from our normal format. But don't let the changes fool you. We're still here and finally attuned to the market. So keep letting us know what matters to you. And and we'd like to hear from you what would be interesting to hear more about from us in the second half. Yeah, and don't hold back. We've heard so many good questions so far. But uh, in the second half of this year, we're going to have a lot more special topics and special guests to address those topics. So as much as ever, if you have a question or a topic of interest, contact us on social media. 
That's right. You can send us your questions or highlight what matters to you by finding Robert or myself on LinkedIn. And you can also follow our views at nylinvestments.com slash blog. Until then, I'm Lauren Goodwin. And I'm Robert Serenbitz. We look forward to hearing from you. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamonts, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about Mainstay Funds, call 1-800-624-6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is a service mark and name under which New York Life Investment Management LLC does business. New York Life Investments is an indirect subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company, New York, New York 10010, and provides investment advisory services and products. New York Life Distributors LLC is located at 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. New York Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.